Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Another Blackhawks effort not worthy of a loss, but that does end up being their fate. A one nothing loss to the Calgary Flames to close out a winless road trip. And unfortunately, a franchise record 20th straight loss on the road. However, the Hawks can hang their heads up high for their effort. Just no goals to show for it. And now shut out for the seventh time this year and the fourth time in their last six games. Hopefully, the All-Star break can help them find some offense on the other end. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 12.30 in the morning on Sunday as the Hawks fall to the Calgary Flames one to nothing and finish up their road trip before the break. Let's quickly head on up to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, bring in our pal Troy Murray. And Troy, this is, I mean, you want to just say everything you've said the past couple of games? Because this is kind of the, the same situation, maybe even a, a better effort by the Hawks tonight, but just still, for whatever reason, can't find the back of the net. That scoring touch, that just last scoring effort, just falling short again. Yeah, you know, maybe just to have the the station pick out one of our post game shows and and replay that. I'm in <laughs> because that's we're, we are we're knocking on the same door here every single time. Man, the effort they've been, what they've been shut out for the last six games, and it's been frustrating. Two in a row, two goals on this road trip, um, but the effort, man, the effort has been there. And, and I I would I would really. You know, be frustrated and critical about the group of guys if the effort wasn't there. But they're giving it everything that they have. I mean, they're just undermanned right now with NHL experience, and the other teams are being able to take advantage of it. The key moments in the games have not gone in favor of the Blackhawks. You know, Calgary Flames, I I thought, were very beatable in this game. Their goaltender, Markstrom, was good. Hawks had four breakaways. Calgary scores on a lucky play on the power play where it bounces around right to Lindholm on the open side of the net. You know, that's the one bounce that the Hawks are not getting, but you got to make your own breaks and you got to find ways to score goals, and the Hawks just have not been able to do that. And they were aggressive tonight, Troy. I mean, you bring up the breakaways, but but again, it's it's Lucas Reichel creating a scoring chance. It's Isaac Phillips. It's not like these guys were timid tonight. It, they definitely emptied the tank, but it still just wasn't enough. No, I, I like the effort by uh, Lucas Reichel in this game. He did create some opportunities and went right down the middle of the ice. He had some chances, and when you, when you look at Boris Kachuk, two breakaways, one he misses the net on a, on a different kind of play. First one coming down the left wing side, right shooter, tries to go around and, and not able to, to score the goal. But you just look at, is it a left-handed shot? Left-hand shot coming down the left-hand side, trying to go to the backhand. Yeah, that's the one he, he scored in the shootout. He's tried that twice since, didn't do it the next time he comes down there. And this was a little bit more of right center and uh, fades it a little bit to his left and then tries to fire it back, misses the top of the net. Isaac Phillips goes right down the gut. He does a nice job. He doesn't score. I mean, man, it's been frustrating. These guys are having opportunities, and when they can't score like that, when those chances are there, you'd like to see some finish, but you can't blame the effort. As rough as it is to head into the All-Star break on this note, I mean, this team has got to be looking forward to 10 days off more importantly, time for a lot of these guys to start to get healthy because missing a few of these pieces is just detrimental for this offense right now. It is, and you know you're just looking at what the roster 
kind of is made up right now of the type of players, and they're not the game-breaker players. And the Hawks didn't have a lot of them to begin with. You know, they, they surrounded Connor Bedard with uh, an experienced Taylor Hall. You, you brought in Nick Foligno to add experience inside the room. Um, and and then, you know, you trusted some of the guys to have some better years, and it just kind of hasn't happened that way. Kershev has worked really hard, and, and I think, you know, he, he deserves more credit for for what he's been doing and how hard he's been working compared to what his offensive stats are. And for Lucas Reichel, I think he can build off this game. I, I thought that he was more confident with the puck in this game. He's got to learn to, you know, when he's got to move the puck or chip it in deep rather than try and force something. There was a play early on in the first period where he, he cut across the blue line there, was poke-checked away, and Calgary comes down, counter-attacks. Those are the things that he, he's got to eliminate from his game if you want to have the trust of the coach. But you don't want to take away his creativity, and that creativity comes with confidence. And I thought that he displayed that much better in the game tonight. So moving forward for Lucas, you know, just... Uh, you know, for him, it's probably a real good time to, to get the break and just, you know, get rid of everything, work out, prepare yourself to come back, but, uh, you know, just relax your mind and, and just forget about it. Know that you're a good hockey player. Know that you have talent and the ability to make plays at this level and then come back and show it. Yeah, I mean, good or bad, heading into the All-Star break, utilize it. You know, find a way to use it to your advantage and and get something good out of it, pull something positive out of it. Yeah, they're, they're you know, it, it, it's not like somebody's going into it on a 10-game point streak and you're going, man, I wish this would continue on here. <laughs> but there's like, they're, I'm looking at the notes and there's just nothing there. When you get shut out four of the last six times, you know, you're, you're looking for some positives to talk about as far as streaks or something like that and then the Hawks just don't have it right now so everybody just needs to get away and relax and, and forget about the game that's what the break is all about well if anything pops in your head feel free to text me because I, I could use some uh, other talking notes other than a, a lot of the goose eggs that are just kind of the trending topic for this team right now but but you're right I mean it's a solid effort it's just not enough to score goals right now and, and that's the outlier so yeah and I, I, I you know it, You'll you'll grab hopefully some sound from Luke Richardson's press conference, yeah. media scrum after, and he's going to be saying the same thing. Hey, look, we had chances, we didn't score, we worked hard, we were right there, one shot away. I mean, you know, he he can't ask much more from these guys. Right. You know, it, it's kind of up to the individuals to finish some of these plays off, and you know what the coaching staff wants is the effort, the compete level, and it's been there. It's been good. Any big plans for the break, Troy? Well, I'm actually staying overnight in Calgary, and I'm uh, heading here, and I'm going to visit my daughter in Portland for uh, several days. Oh, awesome. Is yeah. uh, is your buddy Dave there? Sitting right here. <laughs> Tell Dave I said hello. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not happy because I don't think I've told him yet, but he's driving me to the airport at 3.30 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> you just broke the news to him right now? <laughs> yeah, he's laughing. <laughs> You're going to say you're going to make them drive you to Portland. Sir, well, if the flight's delayed <laughs> or canceled. Oh, hey, with, with your guys' travel luck uh, this year. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, pal. Well, another unfortunate night, but what else can we do other than utilize the break and get back at it? A lot of home games in February and hopefully some guys coming back and, and better days for this team on the other end of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it... Uh, at the beginning of the season, I, I don't know where the expectations were. Were they a playoff team? Well, maybe if they everything went well, you, you might be in a position to fight for a playoff spot. But uh, with all the injuries early on, that wasn't going to happen. And so now, you know, you, you look at it at 
in, in a realistic light. And you just love what you're getting from these guys. As, as healthy bodies start coming back, they're going to have to make some decisions with some of these players. Some of the guys that they just brought in might be the casualty of some healthy guys. You just don't know. But uh, certainly for the players, they can look in the mirror and say, you know, we're working hard, I'm working hard, and when we come back, maybe we'll get some better results. All right, pal. Have a great break. Have a great time with your daughter, and we'll see you on the other end of this. Well, you got, what, 12 minutes left in your birthday, and true. I, I hope that uh, you have the next best 12 minutes of this, the year for I, you. I'm really going to just squeeze out every last second of it, for sure. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that, pal. You bet. All right. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman on the call tonight. After a one nothing loss to the Calgary Flames up at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, the Hawks suffer their first loss against the Calgary Flames in their last four meetings. If you remember, the Hawks swept Calgary last year and did pick up a win against the Flames the first meeting this season, but can't continue the same luck tonight, and it really is true. It's the same type of thing going on with this team right now. The chances are there. The opportunities are there. The effort is there. The execution was almost there tonight, too. I mean, four breakaways for three different guys. You got to give stick taps to Jacob Markstrom. And these aren't excuses as much as they are reasons. I mean, a one nothing game, this is a one nothing game. And this is the third straight game where if one play goes differently, we're talking about a totally different game. That doesn't necessarily mean the Hawks win or even the Hawks gain a point. But we're talking about a totally different game. And it's a combination of things. The Hawks are missing bodies right now. They're missing their top-tier offensive talent. And they're not catching breaks. And it's not always about catching breaks as much as it is earning breaks. I mean, let's point out, too, the, the last two games, the Hawks gave up their first goal on the penalty kill. And you can argue about the Nick Felino tripping penalty against Edmonton a couple nights ago, but as Luke Richardson said, you still got to kill off the final few seconds of that penalty. The lone goal for Calgary tonight, an Elias Lindholm power play goal. I mean, the Hawks had plenty more chances than Calgary. Quality chances, I would say. I, I don't have those exact numbers just yet. I mean, that's just kind of a guesstimation right now. They did outshoot Calgary 32-30, to but the breakaways... Just the the more structured offense. I thought they did a they looked really good in the first period with their decision making. They weren't overthinking plays. They weren't passing too much. I didn't love the power play tonight. I thought it was fine, but I I also didn't love it. They came up with one shot on goal on two power plays, I believe. But it's just it's just not enough right now. And as great as it would have been to enter into this all-star break, getting the monkey off their back, having that happy plane ride home, at least now you can kind of reset, you can kind of regroup, unplug, and then head into February knowing you're getting a lot of home games, which the Hawks are playing better at home than on the road, obviously. But more importantly, just continue the style of play. We played the sound in the pregame show, and as much as Luke Richardson wants a win for this team, He also wants to make sure the team continues to play the way they've been playing. Just got a note from our producer, Jack Heinrich, about a tweet from Charlie Romeliotis of NBC Sports Chicago. Blackhawks expected goals for tonight, according to Natural Stat Trick. 2.86. They were shut out tonight. 
More from Charlie. They generated chances tonight versus Calgary, just couldn't capitalize on them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's been the players themselves saying, you know, we can't rely on just good efforts and come away with that and be fine with that. They understand that. This is what's draining on them. But I thought Troy brought up a good point. Their play in the first period just kind of shows you that they are doing a good job of not allowing these losses that are piling up to get them down. It's getting them down, but they're not allowing that to affect their game. And we talked about this a lot last year. But the difference was they didn't have Connor Bedard last year. I know they don't have him now, but if they can carry this style of play into the end of February, early March, whenever Connor Bedard comes back, I think we're talking about a much different team. And it if you remember, it did work out for the Hawks last year. I mean, again, I know they finished with the third worst record in the NHL, but they continued their play. They're structured. 60-minute effort, everybody pitching in play, and the wins started to catch up towards the end. Remember when a lot of you guys were really upset that the Hawks were winning games and ruining their chances of getting Connor Bedard? Like when the Hawks basically eliminated the Pittsburgh Penguins from playoff contention, and I got a tweet or a text that said, Luke Richardson has these guys too inspired to play? Remember when some of you guys were criticizing that? Well, that aspect is gaining more traction with this team right now. But the wins aren't following. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. You can call or you can text. Dexter in Bolingbrook texting in. No hockey for 10 days? Thank God I can stream the 2011 playoffs with Vancouver games 4, 5, 6, and OT game 7 when... Campoli blew it for us. Still a thrill every time I watch. Wow. I mean, if you're going back into the the heyday of the Hawks dynasty, that's a really interesting place to go. Bring yourself through that pain again? But hey, whatever. Do what you want. It was a, a thrilling series. And, I mean, you want to take out that one, for example. I mean, when the Hawks were able to just flip it on a switch like they were back in those days... That was a great example of it. I mean, remember they just kind of skeeted into the playoffs that year? They shouldn't have made the playoffs that season, but they found a way in. And then down three games to nothing against the Vancouver Canucks, they forced a Game 7, who were the President's Trophy winners that year, and nearly just stunned the Canucks and ruined their year. But it ended up being an overtime game winner for Vancouver. They go all the way to the Cup, fall to Boston, and then the city was pretty much lit on fire, but we won't go down that road. We got a lot to get to. We're taking you up to 12.30 tomorrow morning as we recap this one nothing loss to the Calgary Flames. Final game before the All-Star break. Unfortunately, it's now a franchise record 20 consecutive road losses for this Blackhawks team, but still positives to talk about in this one. Still a lot of negatives, but still some positives, too. We also got some sound from the Blackhawks dressing room and head coach Luke Richardson, so we'll take a break. On the other end of it, we'll hear from Taylor Radish, Kevin Korczynski, and Luke Richardson. You're listening to Blackhawks Post Game Show here on 720 WGN. Every top of the left wing circle, put up aside the net, and a point-blank shot they score. Elias Lindholm 
tried to feed the puck in front. It came back to him, and from a bit of an angle, he had was able to squeeze that one past Peter Morazic. Power play goal, and the Flames lead 1-0. <laughs> That ended up being the only goal tonight. Power play goal by Elias Lindholm and a 1-0 win for the Calgary Flames over the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Taking you up to 12.30 tomorrow morning as we tick away the last moments of this Saturday. Uh, we were hoping to get a Boris Kachuk goal for you. He had a couple of breakaways tonight. Thought he was going to find the back of the net. But the Hawks are now shut out for the seventh time this year, the fourth time in their last six games, and now over the last 15 games, 10 times have the Hawks scored either one goal or less. Offense very dry right now, but again, missing guys like Connor Bedard, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Hall, Andres Athanasiu, those types of things are going to happen. Had Boris Kachuk scored a goal, we would have played you that highlight, and we still would have given him what we're about to give him, and that's tonight's player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. Boris Kachuk finishing with three shots on goal tonight. Taylor Radish actually led the way. We've got some sound from him later on as well. But uh, Kachuk just continues to find scoring chances on his own and nearly made it happen tonight. Uh I also want to talk about Lucas Reichel's game, but I do want to get to the sound from Kevin Korczynski first. Uh, great to see Kevin Korczynski chatting with the media. I, I do believe this is the first time publicly he has since the terrible, rough passing of his father. And uh, he had a great game tonight. He saved a goal. He, he earns a save as Peter Mrazek was scrambling out of his net on a chance for the Calgary Flames. And he was in the blue paint, swatted one away. And uh, chatted with the media. Let's hear from the Blackhawks' young defenseman. Yeah, yeah, obviously, um, it breaks me good for us to kind of refresh our minds, our bodies, um, and come back and come back hungry. Obviously, um, past <clears throat> week or so, we've been um, generating chances, we just haven't been burying them. Obviously, the game like tonight, one nothing game. Um, it's frustrating that we can't can't capitalize on all of our chances, but um, I think it breaks me good for us to refresh and come back and come back hungry and finish the year off hard. What did you plan to do during the break? Um, yeah, I'm actually going to Hawaii, so that'll, uh, my girlfriend's out there. She was to school there, so um, that'll, be, that'll be fun. Was tonight particularly frustrating, or something like you guys had an extra amount of chances and still weren't able? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, each game's frustrating when you lose, but I think tonight, um, obviously, it could have been nice, uh, nice send off into the break, winning the game. Um, and we gave ourselves chances. We just, just got to work on bearing, and um, maybe we're in our heads a bit, but. I think once uh, once the floodgates open, it'll be it'll be good, and we'll start winning more games and um, score more goals. Have you seen Isaac Phillips do that before? No, no. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, I actually have. He uh, he's uh, he's a skilled and really smart hockey player, and he can really move out there. Um, he's confident in his abilities, his skills, and um, yeah, I think for him, that's he can he can probably do that more. I think when he plays playing his game, um, he can really do stuff like that. So he's a awesome awesome player and awesome friend. How much does this road song weigh on the group as a whole? Yeah, yeah obviously it's it's really frustrating. Um, obviously, like we we want to snap our road loss streak. Um, each game come out hard, but we just gotta, like I said, bear down and um, maybe not put it to, to words. Kind of let our actions do the talking. If you had to think of a word that sums up this team for the first fifty games, uh, what would it be? Yeah, um, 
It's a, it's a difficult question. I think our team does a, a lot of different things that build uh, to our twos. Obviously, um, we got a lot of character in this room, and um, we just got to keep working and keep improving and win each day. So, um, yeah, we have guys in here that, that want to make a difference, want to win, um, and we just kind of got to let our actions do the talking. So character. Yeah. It's kind of funny, the NBC Sports Chicago crew on the pregame show, Pat Boyle was playing a game with Charlie Romeliotis and Kaylee Chelios about uh, use a word to describe the Blackhawks' season so far. And what did Kaylee... Well, Charlie used the word wounded, and uh, Kaylee used a word very similar, too. And yeah, I was going to say battered. I mean, not only did this roster just kind of go haywire a few weeks into the season, but it's clearly affecting them coming up short offensively right now. Um, Kevin Korczynski talking about his team's chances. I mean, Isaac Phillips coming away with a breakaway tonight. I mean, that's that's the difference that's going on right now. It's guys like Boris Kachuk, Isaac Phillips, and great to see what Lucas Reichel had tonight. Could still see a little bit more, but it's a great starting point. And the fact that those guys are turning it on in tonight's game, I said it earlier, I mean, using the phrase empty the tank, that's like all that's left for them to do right now before heading into the break and just playing desperate to pick up at least a goal, I really do think that they emptied the tank tonight. Thought Reichel looked really good. Just assertive with the puck, Driving right down the middle, not doing the kind of timid thing he's done in the past where he comes over the blue line and goes a few feet forward and then just makes a U-turn or, or looks to pass to somebody. He was, he looked eager and hungry to score a goal, and that's what you want to see more from him. I mean, there were a couple of clips that were posted online, and I, I retweeted one of Charlie's, that this is what Lucas Reichel looked like last year, towards the end of last year. It honestly is the way he looked... At training camp this year, he had one of the best showings at training camp. I know, obviously, all the eyes were on Connor Bedard, but heading in, it was like, man, what a great one-two punch this Bedard-Reichel thing's going to be. And that's not what's happening. But after a couple of healthy scratches tonight, looked like maybe there was a little bit of a fire lit underneath Reichel. So hopefully that can continue. Uh, thanks to our mayor, Katrina, tweeting in saying that Kaylee's word was broken on the pregame show. That's that's exactly right. Kaylee used the word broken. Charlie used the word wounded in terms of how do you describe the Blackhawks' first half of this season. They're, they're dealing with growing pains, and they're just dealing with pains right now. Uh, Taylor Radish chatted with the media as well. Again, he led... All Blackhawks skaters with five shots on goal. Let's hear from the Hawks forward, number 11. Yeah, it's obviously really frustrating when you, you do get looks and the puck's not going in. But for myself, I feel like it's been a last week or so or I don't know how many games I've had my chances and they've been there. They just haven't, haven't been able to go in. And it's, a, it's a good sign that they're there, but at the end of the day, you got to make a spare down on a couple of them. And yeah, as a whole group, we just got to... You find that extra little little jump or step just to be able to, to bang one home and, and uh, get one by the goalie. What's been going on lately with these number of shutouts? You didn't have a lot of them in, in the first part of the season. I don't know. I feel like it's maybe in the back of our head. Maybe I don't know. We're, I feel like we're we're playing the right way. We're I feel like a lot of the games in the last 
two weeks to since our injuries have been going on we've been playing such a strong game as a as a group overall and we've we've had our shots we've had our chances like, like you just said we've had a lot of great eight chances that just haven't found the back of the net and um, we've again tonight I think we had over 30 shots again which their goalie play really well giving us some credit but we just got to kind of bear down a little more and whether that's in games practices just finding finding those little ways just to be able to to score goals and um, that's what for myself included it's a good time for the break or a bad time because you got to sit on this for a while yeah I feel like it's we got to take it for what it is and just enjoy it and um, come back refreshed and, and ready to go with a new mindset and be able to just uh, turn the page on today and uh, in the last couple of games and, and just come back ready and hungry and uh, want to win games right everyone get back from uh, from uh, the break here. This is your 50th game as a team. Uh, if you had to think of a word or a phrase to sum up what defines this team, what, what would it be for you? I feel like it's kind of changed so much that it's hard for one word. I feel like from the start of the year to now, there's been so many different changes and we've lost a lot of guys and I feel like we've had to change our our identity as a team because we some of the guys we've lost and some high-end players that were we were going to help us a lot this year. And um, yeah, I feel like with people that have stepped in and guys kind of filling in new roles, we've, I guess... I don't, I don't even know what to say. I feel like there's just so many words that I can describe just the, the various things we've been through the year. I think you said it changed. Yeah, it's seriously, it's a, that's probably the, the biggest difference we've had and, and be able to adapt as a, as a group. Yeah, the fact that Taylor Radish is saying that the team's identity has changed as this season has gone along, I think that's something very poignant to point out because think about it. At the beginning of the year, it was, all right, how is Connor Bedard going to look? How are all these complimentary pieces going to help Connor Bedard? And Connor Bedard was Connor Bedard right out of the shoot. And a lot of times it was 4-1, 3-1, 4-2, 5-2 losses where Bedard scores a goal or at least picks up a point. Then when he went down, the team did a good job of adjusting, playing to their strengths, and by strengths I mean being able to adapt their game to who they were playing against because they don't have Connor Bedard anymore. So that's why I'm still really intrigued to see how this team will look once Connor Bedard comes back. But that foundation, that structure, that solidarity is now really consistent. I mean, we're talking about good showings a whole lot more now than we were at the beginning of the year. But the saving grace was, well, you know, Bedard had a really cool goal. And that's that's not to, like, downplay the rest of the team or, again, this team is far better off with guys like Bedard. But it it, it is a whole different dynamic. And you kind of heard Taylor Radish say just that. I mean, the team's identity had changed a lot this year and it's just it's been such an up and down journey for this team right now but again I think you got to credit their ability to not allow that to knock their play in tonight's game again 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us from the 773 area code great game Hawks working hard Mraz a great and goal again keep up the work and fighting, guys. I feel like this guy copy and paste this text a lot, but 
the texter's not wrong, and I don't think we get this text when the Hawks don't have a good showing. So, heads up by 773. All right, we've got sound from Luke Richardson. we got to get to that. And again, Hawks unable to pick up a goal for the second straight game, shut out for the seventh time this year, and see their franchise record 20th straight road loss. But there are some positives to talk about it, and we'll hear what the head coach, Luke Richardson, had to say about this record loss tonight in Calgary. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Hands it off, right circle, Dickinson to Blackwell, left circle, snaps a shot on goal, and a glove save is made by Markstrom. That is the save of the game for Markstrom. I don't know if the Blackhawks will be practicing Santeria over the break. They might just be unplugging, unwinding, and trying to get this road trip and this road losing skid out of the back of their minds. That was tonight's Save of the Game, which is sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. John Weideman on the call tonight up in Calgary as the Hawks fall to the Flames 1-0, 30, take that back, 29 saves by Blackhawks goaltender Peter Morazic tonight, the lone goal, the power play goal by Elias Lindholm. 32 saves for Calgary goaltender Jacob Markstrom to the Hawks with a whole bunch of aggressive offensive chances, but unable to come away with a goal for the second straight night and the third time on this four-game road trip. And again, 20 straight losses on the road for this Hawks team now. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or if you'd like to text. We do have sound from the head coach, Luke Richardson. Let's hear what he had to say about his team and their 20th straight loss on the road. You know, I know we've had some games where we've had maybe more chances and more shots than the other team, but not maybe the quality. But tonight, I think we had the quality as well. And you can't, I don't know if I've ever seen six breakaways in a game and, and uh, zero on the score clock. So it's frustrating. But I told the guys, like, we got to keep playing like that and they're going to drop and we'll start getting healthier and uh, get some more uh, help and uh, in, in that department. And then, um, you know, maybe we're playing the right way. So we're, we're proud of how we're playing, but uh, it's still the NHL and we've got to find results somehow. Is that we're talking about? bearing down in your chances. That's what the hockey players say. What does that mean to you? Uh, you know, I think uh, there's there's times where sometimes we, we, you know, I think even in the third period, Kershaw caught a puck and he tries to put it down and we're trying to stick out like or do stuff. Maybe it's just simplifying. Simplifying and bearing down means just like you're making sure you're making sure you're catching the puck, you're making sure it doesn't go over your over your blade or your stick and you lose it and then you take one step and you shoot it and you hit the net. You don't miss the net. I think, you know what I mean? Like there, there's things like that when you shoot it off your, you know, your, your, they call it the, the back side of your foot. So if you're a left hand shooter, you shoot it off the left foot. That means your right foot's in the air. You got really you no power. You know, I think you should take one more stride and step into the puck. And I think some of those little ideas, I think, are, are, are what you learn in novice growing up in, in hockey. And I think sometimes you get to the NHL level. And you, you take it for granted that, that you, you know all that. And, yeah, that's we know that. But if you're skilled enough to do something a little fancier, I think right now we have to bring it down a level and go back to just bearing it down and taking that, that, that one more stride and making sure that puck's going to the net as quick and as hard as we can. Seemed like you got some flashes from both Lucas Reichel and Isaac Phillips. Yeah, both. Yeah, no, I thought they were great tonight. I, um, you know, I'm 
sure Lucas is just like anybody else. He probably uh, upset that he missed that chance in the first period, but he created that chance. And I said, you can't get frustrated. You got to realize you have enough skill to create that chance that you'll get created again, and you got to be confident that you're going to bury it the next time. And I thought he had some good skating moments, and when he stopped skating, that's when maybe lost pucks so we're trying to promote him to skate he, he understood that he's going to keep working on that so Isaac uh, Isaac was good I think there was you know it's a little tougher for young D playing on his offside figuring out his angles but uh, he had a really nice shot in the first period on net for a tip and uh, a great break in the second period that almost got a goal but uh, and he was physical out there so he was skating and physical and that's what he's going to have to do to be a, a, a regular defenseman in this league Aside from the finishing that seemed like maybe one of the better team performances in the year Yeah it was and obviously right from Peter all the way out and uh, there wasn't anybody that we were unhappy with with their you know performance tonight it's just unfortunately we couldn't get it over the line even uh, six on five I thought we stayed with it the guys stayed with it long they were they were tired um, they got a couple of really good chances at the end and Mark Strimley played well too so we give him credit but we got to look look with him to try and find some more ways to get that puck across the line I thought that a difference tonight maybe maybe it was power play. They were a little crisper and they got the puck to the net and scored the goal and we were a little bit uh, not as crisp as them. I thought our pass was maybe a little bit off, holding onto the puck a second too long and that's that's what they did. They did the bang bang low play and they got the rebound and scored. I asked the players uh, if they come up with a word that sums up this team for the first 15 games. What did that mean to you? Um, you know, I don't know what I don't know what that word would be. Uh, last year, I would have said uh, it was persistence, and I think we're finding that now. But it took a little time, so I don't know if uh, that, I could sum that up for 50 games. But over the last 10, 15, yeah, I, I would say that we're we're uh, a dog on a bone, persistent, and uh, we're going to continue to work until we find our way out of this goal, uh, goal scoring trouble. I liked Luke's assessment on Lucas Reichel's game about how he was more aggressive with the puck tonight, did show some flashes offensively. And I thought that same thing with the breakaway that he had in the first period, thinking, oh, man, he just missed. But if he keeps having those chances, that's going to go in. That's eventually going to get through. So hopefully that's a good vote of confidence for him, able to use that heading into the break. And and the timing on this is is obviously a little rough because this was one of the better games for Reichel. Now the team is off for 10 days. I I can see it working either way. I mean, you know, you can see how it could work negatively where he finally gets a good game, he's off for 10 days, and, you know, kind of goes to the same struggles when he comes back. But, but maybe finally figuring a couple of things out and then having all this time to not really dwell on it but just be eager to get back out there and use that and move forward with it, that can work out. But it's also... I mean, let's be straight about it. The timing is rough because of Reichel's struggles. It it took two healthy scratches at the beginning of this road trip because every game before that, not every game, but most games before that, Reichel wasn't playing up to his capabilities, expectations, whatever you want to call it. So that forced Luke Richardson to make him a healthy scratch in those games and... It's his, it's his own doing, but again, better showing tonight, great to see, hopefully more of that 
from Lucas Reichel when we all come back from the break. Speaking of breaks, we got our last one to get to. Let's wrap up this Blackhawks postgame show by taking a look around the league one more time before the All-Star break. Hawks fall to the Calgary Flames 1-0. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. Up top, Faber. Lifted left side, Zuccarello charging in, fakes a shot, centers, Caprice off, fires with <laughs> Well, thank you very much, guys. It's it's no longer my birthday, though. It's officially January 28th, so a little late, but no, thank you. Thank you for all the birthday love I've been getting. Uh, really, really cool. And uh, Krista Flores stepping up and grabbing a, a little cake from Ariano's, and we all got to share, and it was very fantastic and good, and uh, we're moving on with the postgame show now. I'm Joe Brand. Hawks fall to the Calgary Flames one nothing. You're on 720 WG, and that was our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Joe O'Donnell of KFAN, KFAN 100.3 FM. Unfortunately, it ended up being a rough night in Minnesota. The Wild lose on Hockey Day in Minnesota, a 3-2 loss to the Anaheim Ducks as uh, that first goal by Kirill Kaprizov, and then Anaheim picking up two unanswered goals late in the third period, or I should say in the third period, by uh, Ryan Strom and Troy Terry, giving the Ducks the win tonight. Fourteen games in the NHL tonight, and we start with an old friend, Judd Surratt. Here's Zaka up left wing to the center circle of the line, high slot. Right half while Pasternak shoots, he scores! Pasternak loves Philly! He drilled it through some legs, low to the far side! Bruins won, Flyers nothing. That's our guy Judd Surratt, 98.5. The sports hub is Boston hands Philly its fifth straight loss. Two goals for David Pasternak, including the 70th point of the season, but he picks up goals number 32 and 33 on the year as Boston beats the Flyers 6-2. to Let's go to Dallas. Flipped it on the left side. Robertson over to Harley. He shoots. He scores! He's done it again! Thomas Harley goes back-to-back overtime winners. His third this season, his second goal. Yeah, that's Josh Bogorod of Bally Sports Southwest. I mean, the Stars were probably a little ticked off that they had to go to overtime. They coughed up two late goals in the third period of the Washington Capitals. But as Josh said, back-to-back overtime game-winning goals for Thomas Harley. A 5-4 victory for the Stars over the Caps. Let's go to Edmonton. Out to the left wing, to the top of the circle, to Nugent Hopkins. Down to dry sidle on the right wing. To Nugent Hopkins. Scott! Hopkins in the slot. It's a power play goal, and it's one nothing Edmonton. That's Cam Moon of CHED Radio. The Edmonton Oilers, a 4-1 victory over the Nashville Predators. McDavid did pick up his 20th goal of the season in that one. But that win means Edmonton has now won 16 straight. It's tied for the second-best record in NHL history. They're only behind the 92-93 Pittsburgh Penguins that won 17 straight. Edmonton is going to have to sit on that streak, though, throughout the entire break. Their next game, February 6th, in Vegas against the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. Let's go out to California. To free it up, and Sturm has it stolen. Now right down the middle, it's Middlestat forced to the near wall, to the slot, touch, score! 
Powers turns and fires that one right away to 89. And the Sabres have their first lead. Dan Dunleavy of MSG Network. Yeah, the Sabres picked up five unanswered goals after trailing 2-0 to the Sharks. A 5-2 winner for the Sabres over San Jose in San Jose. Let's go to Carolina. In deep. That'll be on the stick of Drury. Now back for Orloff. Orloff. He scores! Dimitri Orloff picks the corner. 35.9 left, and the Kings take a 2-1 lead. Mike Maniscalco of Bally Sports South, a 3-1 victory for the Hurricanes over the Arizona Coyotes. Carolina now heading into the All-Star break with a three-game winning streak. Let's go to Ottawa. Panarin sends it back to Jones. Jones for a wall. Looking for Panarin, hops over him. So Sanderson swoops in with the backhand, now skates it out on a two-on-three. Sanderson with Stutzla. Joining the party is Giroux. Giroux can't get around Trocek, and out the Rangers come. It's Panarin. Senators do get back. Panarin, though, with some room. Panarin gets it out to the wing for Jones, and he scores! Zach Jones makes it 3-2 Rangers! Well, Panarin picked up a goal in that game as well. His 30th of the year, that made it 6-2 Rangers. New York ended up winning 7-2 over the Ottawa Senators. That call courtesy of MSG Radio Network. Let's now go to Pittsburgh. Ricard Raquel, joined by Pedersen, goes to Pedersen, right circle, he looks, he fires, he scores! Marcus Pedersen in overtime! The Dragon slays the Canadians! Steve Mears of Sportsnet Pittsburgh. The Penguins winning that game in overtime, 3-2 to two over the Montreal Canadiens. Cool game because it was Lars Eller's 1,000th in his career. First Danish-born player to do that. He picked up his ninth goal of the season in that contest as well. Let's go to Tampa Bay. Right circle, Radish shoots. Kicked out by Vanacek. Rebound, headman, left point shot. Oh. Score! That shot got through. Victor Hedman might have been tipped in front by Paul. And the Lightning have drawn first blood. They go up 1-0 with 1851 left in the second. Dave Mishkin of 102.5 The Bone. The Lightning with a 6-3 victory over the New Jersey Devils. Brandon Hagel with a couple of goals in that one. The other games later on tonight, or earlier tonight, I should say, Toronto a 4-2 victory over the Winnipeg Jets. Maple Leafs have won three straight. Austin Matthews picked up his 40th goal of the season. Ryan Reeves scored in that game, too. His first game since December 14th. Oliver Ekman-Larsen with an overtime game-winning goal gave Florida a 3-2 winner over the Islanders. Detroit took down Vegas 5-2, two goals for Dylan Larkin, and the Columbus Blue Jackets fall in overtime to the Vancouver Canucks 5-4 the final up in Canada. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers, Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help here at the WGN Studios, our production crew of Jack Heinrich and Colin McCarthy. They were led by the captain, our engineer tonight, Brett Jackson. Also received help from Krista Flores as well. John Weidman and Troy Murray had the call up in the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand.